Listen. What is happening right now? Listen. Listen, listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It is me. It is me. Your girl, Laborley, a.k.a. Cat Lee. And we have now turned into Ambitiously, the podcast. Listen, I, I'm almost forgot. Oh, I've reached my goal today on the walking tip. Anyway, I almost forgot to throw myself on the screen for two seconds. Um, because <laughs> I'm really sure I try, I try to make sure I have everything in order. But the one thing that I did not have in order is making sure I was on the screen. But anyway, today, honeys, today, 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 oh, child, today. This is Wet and Wired Wednesday. Today is the day that we talk about all the taboo conversation. Um, you know, crazy stuff. Sometimes it's about love. Sometimes it's about war. Sometimes it could be about anything. Right now, we are wired. We are at war. We are at war with anybody who's brought harm to anybody. And it's not just women. It's men. It's whoever. If you took something that was not yours to take from anybody, I'm digging in your behind. That's that. Um, so that's what today is. Before we get into our shenanigans, there are a few things that you need to know. So I'm going to play something real quick and I'll be... I'll be right back. First things first. Oh, oh. Listen, so um, we're back. So basically, if you're looking for any of the above interviews, you have suggestions, you want to submit your music for um, your um, freestyle for freestyle for um, um, the freestyle um, competition for Thorough Thursday. Um, if you like, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, <laughs> you looking for um, sponsorship situations or advertisement, hit us up. We got you. We got you. Got you. Um, so right now we are in the midst of, let me say the things that I need to say before I get into it, because I'm going to get into it. Join the conversation, drop a comment, call in or text the numbers 443-850-4828, 443-850-4828. And don't you try to call that number after the show is over. That is the phone for the show and the show only. Um, or you could ask me to drop a link and I might, as long as you're on your best behavior. I'm just saying. I don't need all the shenanigans. I don't want to see you wee wee. I don't want to see none of that. So don't don't bring it here. Um, the email address contact at ambitiously the podcast at g. Um, I'm sorry. I'm giving y'all the old address. Contact at ambitiouslyent.com. Contact at ambitiouslyent.com. And also remember to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We need every like every share and every subscription. I like to show y'all love. So if you drop a comment or you show some love, I'll be able to um, show you love back. So that's that. So I'm getting all discombobulated right now because this whole, and I'm trying to get my case back up and popping. This whole um, situation with Diddy um, this whole, oh, here we go. This whole situation with Diddy, um, it's, it's like, it's become worse and worse for him. Um, but in my opinion, if you did these things and I'm not the court of law, I'm not passing my judgment. Cause I don't know if he did these things right now. We're at the stage in life where we are just, you know, talking about the court cases. I'm reading from the court documents and um, you know, we having a conversation about it. It's very interesting. But as I was going through this uh, or as I'm going through this phase and um, this is the, the third case and then we got the fourth one and then we'll move, move on to Epstein and um, Ghislaine. But for right now, we're going to focus on what, you know, what we came here to talk about um, tonight which is the take that situation. 
Um, and, you know, as, as far as these court documents are concerned, he took that. So we're going to get into it. But before we get into it, and you'll, as we go along, it'll make, well, maybe we should start with the case first, and then I can give you my whole synopsis. I don't know. We're going to get into this case first. So last time we spoke, um, we had just finished um, having a conversation about the people who are involved in the suit, which is Diddy. Um, hold on, that's three. Okay. Uh, which is Diddy, Aaron Hall, MCA Inc., MCA Music Entertainment Group, Gaffin Records, John and Jane Doles, 1 through 10, and ABC Corps, 1 through 10. And now I find it interesting the one two one through ten people. And so in my mind, I'm asking, is that um is there like are they adding like the, the people who were witnesses to the lawsuit as well? Which would make sense if you think about it, and we're talking about one through ten, it would make sense. So are they saying that like ten other people were privy to the situation? Like this is but everything I'm about to put together when I finish this. Um, I don't know if it'll make sense to you, but it will make sense to me. It will make sense to me once I started digging down the rabbit hole. Um, so hopefully it'll make sense to you too. And I'm going to bring something up as well. Um, so anyway, now, uh, they get into the jurisdiction and venue. Uh, we don't really want to talk about that. Summary of factual uh, accusation. This is where we want to be. Oh, this is where we... Yeah, I had to put my glass on for, glasses on for this, honey. So upon information and belief in 1990, Liza Gardner was in NYC with a friend. And listen very closely because when I put it all together, it's going to make all the sense in the world. But she was in the NYC with a friend. Um, they were invited to NYC by a close friend who were who, close friends who were members of a chart-topping recording group signed to MCA Records. Remember that part because that's going to go to with what I have to say about everything or how my little detective skills have all come together. And based, this is just based solely on these court documents and maybe a little bit of hearsay. And you've heard me say some of these things, but now I got to tie it all together. Um, so Liza and her friend met Combs and Hall at the offices of MCA Records. Now, who was Uptown under? What record company was uh, Uptown Records under? Keep that in mind as well. So um, let's keep going. Ms. Gardner and the members of the group um, were all from North Carolina. I told y'all that already. Um, they were all from North Carolina. That was summarized in the beginning of this case. Um, Liza and our friend met Combs and Hall at the offices of MCA Records for an event hosted by MCA Records. Combs and Hall were very flirtatious and handsy with Liza and Gardner and her friend offering them drinks throughout the night. Towards the end of the night, Liza and her friend were invited to Combs and um, invited by Combs and Hall back to Hall's apartment for an after party. While Hall's apartment, while at Hall's apartment, Liza was offered more drinks and was um, coerced into interacting with Diddy on a um, physical level. I'm trying to reword how I say these things because, you know, YouTube don't play. Um, after Combs finished doing his business, Liza laid in the bed, shocked and traumatized. So that was not a good experience for her. Um, as she was in the process of getting dressed, Hall barged into the room, pinned her down, and forced Liza Gardner to also interact with him on a physical level. Um, after Hall finished doing what he did to Liza, taking taking Liza's stuff from her, um, he quickly... Okay, all right. I will, will, I'll see that after this show. Um, she quickly got dressed and ran out of the Hall's house. Her friend left shortly after. Liza's friend shared with her that, you know, she had... she. 
she had been through the same thing and had been forced to interact with Combs and Hall in another room. Upon information and belief, when Combs finished with Eliza Gardner, he and Hall switched and they um, commenced to uh, doing what they did to Liza's friend. I mean, doing what they did to Liza to her friend. Um, Combs was... Uh, okay, 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 okay. So her friend. A couple of days later, came, Combs came to her home where Liza Gardner and her friend were staying. He was irate and began assaulting and choking Liza to a point that she to a point that she passed out. Combs was um, searching for Liza's friend because he was worried that she would tell the girl that he was with at the time what he and Hall had done. Keep in mind, this all starts in 1990. Um, so let me make it very clear when all of that happened. So all of this started in 1990, right? Um, and and I think I've read all of these parts. Um, I believe. Well, we're going through cause of action, actually. So, um, so that's what happened. That's what she's saying happened. He looked for her and her friend. He choked her out. He looked up for her friend, but he couldn't find her because he was probably going to do the same thing to her a couple of days later. Um, so he was searching for her friend. Damages. After the incident, Liza informed her close friend and family about what had occurred over the years. She has sought, I told y'all she sought medical treatment to heal from the trauma visited upon her by Combs and Hall. First cause of action, battery. That's the first one. Um, second cause of action, assault and assay. Third cause of action, um, negligent infliction of emotional distress. Um, yeah, let me make sure I got everything, the notices to the court and all that good stuff. We're not going to go through all of that. So let's get into the first cause of action first. So Liza Garner incorporate, um, incorporates by reference all preceding paragraphs and realleges them as if set for fully herein. Defendant commanded, um, committed battery against Liza when they um, penetrated Liza Gardner and physically assaulted, um, physically assaulted her. That would be Combs, not Hall. Hall didn't go looking for her. Diddy did, is what this document alleges. Um, defendants initially, oh no, defendants intentionally and without her consent attacked Liza to satisfy their own desires. Under all circumstances, the defendant's phys physical contact with Liza um, was offensive and wrongful. Um, wrongful. Defendants continued to attack Liza despite her attempts um, toward their, their actions. Defendants conduct, um, conduct, well, the defendant's conduct was the direct, hold on, let me make this larger direct um, and proximate cause of Liza's past and future um, damages, including significant pain and suffering, lasting um, psycho psychological and financial harm, loss of digni dignity, and invasion of privacy. The defendant's action constitute offenses as defined in Article 130 of the New York Penal Law, including, but not limited to, misconduct, physical, I, I don't want to say the word because I don't want to get in trouble, but misconduct, enforceable touching. The plaintiff claim for, um, for battery is thus timely under the Adult Survivors Act of NYC, CPLR 214-J. Um, assault, it would be the same thing, but it would really be him coming to her house. I mean, where she was staying at to assault her. Um, not only the, the essay, but also the, um, physical battery, the physical assault that he did when he came to her house. Um, and infliction, 
um, negligent infliction of emotional distress. So Liza Gardner incorporates by reference all proceedings. Basically, she's saying this is what happened. Um, The defendant's conduct created an unreasonable risk of causing emotional distress to the plaintiff and the defendant knew and should have known to such conduct was likely to result in emotional distress that might and or likely would cause illness and bodily harm. The plaintiff and the plaintiff's emotional distress was foreseeable to the defendants as a direct and proximate result of neglect, um, the neglectful conduct of the defendants. Um, of the the neglectful conduct of the defendant, plaintiff suffered and will continue to suffer severe emotional distress. Um, The defendant's conduct was um, wanted, wanton, malicious, willful, and or cruel, entitling entitling the um, plaintiff to punitive damages. And again, that's under the Adult Survivors Act of New York of New York um, as well. So now that I've gotten through the rest of this case and the next case we will be covering is the um, one with him and her, Pierre. And I do have that that document as well. I'm on the fence on whether or not I wanna go to that one next or I just wanna skip that one for a second, go to um, Ghislaine and Epstein and then come back to her Pierre. I'm not letting him off the hook either. It's just I'm trying to figure out how I want to do this because I, I do need to break from dick. Um, but um, let me put it okay. So you know, I saw that message, but um, sorry, that was the DJ. He was letting me know what's up with the mix. But um, here's the thing, right? So there are so many places that you could go with this, but I like to stay factual. I like to stay on point from what we can actually prove with the documents that we had. And by the way, all of these documents I've decided to put on coffee. So if you would like to go over there and view the documents for yourself, you will be able to. I'm sorry if y'all hear my dog in the background. She over there going crazy. So here's the thing. It's, 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 Within all of these cases that I've read thus far, except for the Cassie one. Well, no, not even except for the Cassie one, because some of these people tie into that one, too. So if you remember back in the day in 19... Okay, let me start. So I know where I'm going to go with this first. Let's stay on this case, and then I'll add all the other stuff in. So in the beginning of this case, they stated that they went to NYC to... Um, they were invited by friends of theirs from North Carolina. Who was North Car- from North Carolina that could possibly be their friends that were um, on a, because um, I want to state it right. I want to state it right. We'll be on time. We good. Um, that were on a, um, had just hit the, the charts. Okay. So this was 1990. Um, they went there to hang out with their friends. Okay. So, um, who were members of a chart-topping recording group signed to MCA Records. Now, I told y'all I wanted y'all to remember that part because it's very vital to this case and where we're going with it. Um, And it's vital to the other case as well. But their friends, their friends were from North Carolina. Who from North Carolina was on the charts at the time? Well, well. I did my research. And in doing my research, I'm going to pull this up real quick. Hold on. In doing my research, I don't want to use this one. I'll use this one. Um, in doing my research in that in that situation, oh, yeah, I saved it because I was like, y'all, I really, like, I really need to know. I don't want to just just read the case, but I, I want to dive into the case. So in, in, in reading this case, it's only one group that was from North Carolina. Um, but here's the thing. In that case, they wrote that they were, um, they had hit the charts. I'm going to um, tell you exactly what was happening at that time. Let me get to where I need to go. Um, so it was only one group that was from North Carolina that they could be talking about who was on MCA 
technically they were on MCA um, because Uptown Records was um, a, 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 a company under MCA Records at the time. When you, if you go back and you look at any um, any album cover from Uptown at the time, it says Uptown, but it also says MCA Records. So that's that. Um, hold on. Let me uh, approve this real quick. Hold on, I can do it from my lap. So that's that. So we know who the group is, and I'm telling you, it ties in because remember, in the last case, Devontae was a part of that case. Well, his name was brought up, and so I feel like Whatever these cases are that are going on right now, I feel like Jodeci, the members of Jodeci, are going to be called, called in as well. All of them. Not just Devontae. All of them. Um, as, like, star witnesses, so to speak, right? So, um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Why is this happening right now? Okay. Hold on, y'all. It's acting crazy around here trying to get into my account because I emailed it to myself because I was like, I am going to, we are going to die. Okay, I see what's happening. We are going to dive into this case. Um, So what happens is, um, it's 1990. Hold on, y'all. Let me get this up on the screen real quick. I was wondering why I had to approve stuff because on this account, I never have to approve anything. Um, I make it that way so that it's easy for me to get into but anyway, so it's night. Just work with me. It's 1990. Who was popular on Uptown Records in 1990? You don't know. I'm going to tell you who was popular on Uptown Records in 1990. And all of this ties in together, I promise you. And this makes me further believe that there is a possibility, a, a strong possibility. Hold on. Let me get to where I need to get to. It was Epstein. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I got this after I did the Epstein thing. Um, so I was thinking, like, well, Jodeci wasn't um per se on the charts like that just then and there. This is the tie-in. Get ready. They weren't per se on the record, you know what I mean? Like, charting artists on the records just yet. But they were in cahoots. Okay, I don't got time for this. I got it. <clears throat> they were in cahoots with, well, they were on a record with a particular artist that was popular in 1990. Um, And that, 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 hold on, hold, hold, hold. I want to put it on the screen. Because I got to, I'm coming with my my little, we're going to go to Wikipedia real quick. That'll make it easier for me. And then I'm going to share my screen. I just wanted you guys to, to work with me. Work with me. So anyway, the person that they were um, on, here we go, who, who was on the charts at the time in 1990, because they weren't yet. They didn't even release their song, their um, first album. So I think. 92, 93-ish. But they were on Uptown Records, so they had been um, signed by that time. But the person that they were connected to was this gentleman, Father and C. And in 1990, it was a hit song that played that bump, and it used to go a little something like this. Like, nah, the song was called... <laughs> Y'all thought I was about to sing it. Nah, I, I'm, I'm not about to sing it. But the song is this song right here. This song, hold on, let me make sure, hold on. Let me make sure y'all on the screen real quick so y'all can see where I'm at. So the artist was Father MC, and the song in 1990, hopefully you can see it. I think I made it big enough. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So the song of the time was this song right here. And it was called treat them like they want to be treated. That was my damn too. I ain't going to lie to y'all. I love this song. But as you can see on the screen, it says, American hip-hop artist, Father MC, and features backing vocals, KC and JoJo, Devontae Swing, and Mr. Delvin, members of a then-up-and-coming R&B group 
by the name of Jodeci. And it was recorded for Father MC's debut album um, as well. So let's let's just tap into that real quick. Let's because we yeah, we down this right bowl tonight. Oh, we are in here. So um it was for his debut album. Um, because I put that on the screen, you should be able to see it. Um, Father's Day and was released as its debut single July of 1990. And it hit the charts. Okay? So let's keep going. I, I'm all up in it. And who's on... You see the album cover right there. I see it. You see it. It says Uptown Records, right? Well, Uptown Records was underneath MCA Records at the time, right? Right, 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 right. So charts. Um... So the charts that it hit were um, in 1990 were Hot Dance Music, um, Maxi Single Sale, uh, Maxi Single Sales, um, ranked 36, hot, um, U.S. Hot R&B and Hip Hop Single or Tracks, it ranked on the charts number 14. U.S. Hot Rap Singles charted number one in 1990. So there you go. That ties that in. I think everybody that makes sense. Now, how it ties that in, like, I'm going to tie all of that in. So she said that they went to, to NYC to celebrate with their friends from North Carolina who were uh, 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 up and coming, uh, a chart-topping group, well, uh, um, who were members of a chart-topping recording group signed to MT, MCA Records. MCA. Um, Uptown Records. So I... I I gave you that, who it was. Now, how do they tie into the other case? Well, I told you, Devontae told Shorty that everybody seen her on camera doing, um, while Puffy was doing what he was doing to her, and then he showed it to everybody. She said, who saw it? He said, everybody. Devontae told her that. This was before he got into his ship night phase of life and started smacking everybody. But I digress. Um, so that's that. So we figured out who... We figured out in that case, Shorty was talking about him, but we also figured out that who Liza was talking about, as far as their friends were concerned, from North Carolina, who are part of a chart-topping group, which was Jodeci, but they weren't charting yet. Father MC was. Now, how we tie all that together? All of this is 1990. Huh, okay. I'm I'm, going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going because I feel like I should. I feel like I should. So, um, hold on. I got you. I'm not going to tell y'all nothing. Hold on. I got you. Let's go here. Because I, like, in my head, hold on, hold on. We got a comment real quick. Let's check the comment. Oh, why? No, it ain't that heavy. So, Let's get into this because it's all okay. Good, it's on Wikipedia too. So, I'm gonna share the screen again because I have to so that you can see where I'm coming from. So, that stampede that happened at City College in NYC. Um, share my screen again. Hold on, I need y'all to see the facts. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. So, let me put you on the screen real quick. Okay, so the stampede happened in 1991, but there's one name, Hodge Cricket, there is one name that is synonymous. Now, we all know that Heavy D was a part of the situation. He was supposed to be performing that night. But there's another name that I want to pick out. Wait, I don't think they got her name in this, but it's in the court documents. Now, she's not in this this case right here. She's in the other case. But it all made sense to me, right? So, um... <laughs> so where we get to, the crowd then rushed the lobby um, and were able to break at least one glass door leading into the um, um, gymnasium lobby. The crowd then rushed the lobby and down, down the stairs that led to the gymnasium. Now people were, t um, you know, taken from us and a lot of other people were injured. But in this case, it wasn't just Diddy. It wasn't just um, 
heavy D. They didn't mention Jessica on this docket, but Jessica is the person who was counting the money. You know who told who, who was counting the money at the time that this happened? Jean Dale. Jean Dale, if you don't know who Jean Dale is, Jean Dale was a bodyguard for Puffy for a long, long time. And he was also at this location um, working security um, for this event. And he tells the story. If you want to know, you can, um, on 29 other people were injured, by the way. Oh, here we go, right here. There we go, right there, Jen. Welcome, Jen, to the conversation. So let me show you where she at right here. So, uh, oh, welcome. So here we go. The ages were verified um, as his sister. No, 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 no. That's not the right Jennifer. No, it's not even Jennifer. It's Jessica. Now, let me go back to the other case. I'm going to tell you her name. And what they call her was Stress Jess. That's what they call her. And I can confirm this. Well, Cavario, who's a very big person in, in Harlem, um, and also the gentleman who was in charge. Well, I'm deba I, I debate that one, too, because it's a lot of cross stories for that. But I do know he's a very big dude in Harlem. Like, he was in them streets for a long, long time. Um no, that's not going on right here. This is the other case. Um, but Cavario, also a gentleman from Harlem, very prominent in Harlem. A lot of people know who he is and all that good stuff, right? So Cavario states that um, they called her Stress Jess because he was around in them times. Let me make sure. There we go. There we go. So her name was Jessica Rosenbaum. That's her name. She was mentioned in the other um, case against Diddy with the young lady of the name of... Hold on, let me get her name. Um, what was her name? Dang. Her name was Joy Dickerson, right? So in Joy Dickerson's case, she mentions Jessica. Um, yeah, she mentions Jessica Rosenbaum. So that puts all of them in the right place. Jessica Rosenbaum was a part of this stampede from what um, Jane Dill stated. And you can go look it up yourself. I'm not making up stuff as I go along. This is what Jane Dill said. Um, from what Jane Dill has stated, Jess was at the door taking tickets and, and collecting the money. She got scared because there were so many people there that she grabbed the money and closed the doors. And this is when that stampede began. That's what Jean Dale stated. Um, Cavario also mentioned Jess, and um, he also stated that that's what he had heard, but he wasn't there. So he can't confirm exactly what happened, but he did say his girl was supposed to go there. And then, like, that was like the first time he had ever told her she couldn't go somewhere. So, yeah, that was that. But in the case that we just discussed prior to this, um, Hold on, let's go back to this case. It ties it all together of what was going on at that time. Now, they said, so Jess was around. Jess played a part in a lot of stuff. And I don't know how she don't come up in, like, the, these cases. As, well, maybe she's the one through ten in this case. Maybe she's a part of that one through ten. But anyway, um, so that ties the time period together. Now, um... We've all heard what Aaron Hall had to say. But there is one particular part in this case with Liza Gardner that strikes me as a little like, dang, for real? She said that Diddy went looking for the girl, um, her friend, to confront her because he didn't want her to tell the girl that he was with at the time um, about what had happened. Last Again, get back in the time in time machine and go back a little bit in time. In 1990, 91, 92, and 93, there was one person that we know for certain Diddy was rocking with. For certain. And I know this because she was also the stylist for Jodeci, which is Misa Hilton, his baby mama, Justin's mom, right? Um, so I can't confirm this, but I'm playing detective here, so work with me. 
I can't confirm this, but what I can say is if she was styling, Diddy got her a job styling for Jodeci under, um, he, he took her to Andre Harrell and presented this package. And you remember at the time he was doing like A&R work for um, Uptown Records and all of that stuff. I would, dem- I would, I would come to the, the conclusion that Misa was the girl that he didn't want to find out. Why I came to this conflu- conclusion, I'm going to tell you that too. So here go, here goes. And then I'm going to stop my synopsis for right now. And then we'll continue on with this later. We'll continue with this conversation later. How did I um, come to the conclusion that Misa was the girl that he did not want to know? Again, like I said, he took Misa to Andre Harrell at Uptown Records to introduce her as the stylist. She styled Jodeci. Jodeci are their friends. How would they know who Diddy's girlfriend was at the time? Because remember, they met them at a, a party. How would they know? How they would know is this. Misa was styling Jodeci at the time. She was gearing them up for their, their debut album. And um, if they were there for Jodeci, if they came there to see their friends from North Carolina, Jodeci, then of course they would have been around Misa at some point in time because she was styling them at the time. They were doing music videos and all that. She was the stylist. So he didn't want her, the, the, the girlfriend, the homegirl, to go back and tell his girl, neither one of them, Liza or her homegirl, to go back and tell his girlfriend what he had done. Who was his girlfriend? His baby mama, Misa Hilton. Bam. Yeah, I was putting it all together. The two and the two, the times, and all of all of which what was going on. And how would they be able to tell his girlfriend if they just came from North Carolina to support their friends? Because the girlfriend was Misa, his baby mama, um, who was styling Jodeci at the time. She styled everybody. Jodeci, Mary J. Blige, she styled everybody. She is the reason why Mary J. Blige has this iconic look. And they're very close, by the way. Talk about it. Her and Mary, she is, um, her and Mary are so close that she is Justin's godmom. That's how close they are. And we all know that Diddy and Mary are close. So, after reading these last two cases and the fact that Jessica came up in the last case, I know that Jessica was a part of that whole stampede situation in 1991. It all makes sense. It goes together. And as far as him doing what he did with Aaron Hall, Aaron Hall didn't snitch. He didn't gave you up. Not saying that y'all did this particular thing, but he did say Diddy has seen him and Jodeci has seen him do his thing. That's what he said. That's what he told him. He said, Diddy and Jodeci watched me fuck before. They know my dick not little. That's what he said. I'm just what he said. You can go look it up. I'm not playing it on my channel, either, but that's what he said. That's exactly what he said. So if Diddy and Jodeci seen him smash before, and let me get this off the screen. They seen him smash before. Why wouldn't I come to the conclusion that all of this, you, you feel me, like the whole Joe, Liza and her homegirl, they were all around each other. They was hanging around each other. They was doing dirt together. You feel me? So that's that. Um, so I wanted y'all to go down this little rabbit hole with me because I'm not just making, it's like not just coming out of like out of nowhere we're reading these cases and in these cases these people pop up saying i'm mad jess wasn't i'm mentioning this this wiki wiki situation but it's okay um it's okay because jane dills told it and if you watch anything that jane dill has said he's talked about her if you go watch um Al Prophet, him and Cavario, like I said, I told you before, and I I've been rocking with Al Prophet for a little bit only because he has this really weird kind of style of doing things. Um, and then eventually he started interviewing Cavario, and then they got together and they started doing things together. Um, and now they do like a lot of YouTube stuff and stuff outside of YouTube together as well. But Cavario has mentioned Jess, you know what I'm saying? So 
I, yeah, she was there at the stampede. She was in the last case we just read about the young lady, the other young lady that Diddy did that to. And her case was in 1990 as well. I think it was in 19. Let me make sure. I don't want to say nothing wrong. I believe her case was also for something that happened to her in 1990. And if you think about it, like at the time, everybody was real, real young, right? I think that's that's one. Everybody was real, real young. So it would make much sense for all of this to be going down. Hold on. And I told you, Devontae is the one who told her, Miss um, Joy, what happened. Like, that everybody's seen the video. What happened to Joy was in 1991. So they had been doing this. So what happened to um, Liza and her friend happened in 1990. What happened to Joy was in 1991. See what I'm saying? Um, and by this time, he really feeling himself. And he had to worry about Misa because... Joy didn't know Misa. She knew Jess, though. She knew Jessica Rosenbaum. She knew her. Um, so it's a lot of... The more I read these cases, like I said, I'm not a judge. I'm not a jury. So I'm not going to say that he's guilty. But everything is leading back to his guilt. Like, I mean, everything is leading back to his guilt. Every single solitary thing. So... That's how those two cases tie together because Devontae is the one in, in the first case, the last case that I read. Now, all of Jodeci is in this case. Jessica, we know she was in the picture around that time because she was a part of the situation with the City College Stampede. She was the one collecting the money. Hi, Rock. She was the one um, collecting the money at the door. She's the one who got scared, grabbed the money, and shut the door, according to Jean Dale. So she was there. That ties her in. That happened in 1991. Uh, Joy Dickerson's case happened in 1991. So that would put Jessica in the right place at the right time. It's just a lot, y'all. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And the more, like I said, the more I dig into these cases, the more it makes sense. Now, this case with Harpierre and others, because she said it was a, a multitude of dudes in the room, um, that doesn't take place in, in the 90s. This Joy Dickerson and this Liza Gardner case take place in the 90s. And again, then think about it. By the time that Diddy got to Big, Big, he had Big before he got, I want to find, let's find out what year did, um, I gotta, I'm, I'm going to do this real quick and then we're going to get to the live notes. I want to find out what year did he get fired from Uptown Records? That's hold on. I'm gonna find out because I know you. Hold on, I'm gonna find out. And I believe that was in because Big was still um Big wasn't on yet. Hold on. Get this right. I might need my glasses. Don't judge me on my nerdy girl. Sometimes I need to see, especially on computers. <laughs> I need to see, especially when I'm on these computers. This is how I look when I'm not on camera. Put my glasses on so I can see stuff. Um, so, and so he, I think he, um, Uptown. Okay, so then he got, Fired from Uptown Records in 1993. So this is prior to him getting, 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 you know, putting Big on. Because if didn't Big's album drop? What year did um Big's album drop? Hold on, we gonna put all this together, honey. Um, and you also gotta understand this when it comes to recording albums, it takes a while. It doesn't. It doesn't just happen right away. It's, it's, it's a process. Um, so um, I'm quite sure they were working on the process, but let's see. 
I should have said what year did he he signed Biggie. But so Biggie's album dropped, released his album in 1994. So we talk about 1990, 1991, 1992, 1993, when Biggie, um, when um he gets fired from Uptown Records. Um and then nine, you know, he gets his deal with Clive Davis, and then 94 Big drops his album. So you know what I'm saying? See how that all goes together. But Puffy was working at Uptown Records at the time, and that's why MCA is inclu- included in this case. Um, just like in the case with um Joy Dickerson, it's Bad Boy Records and anything affiliated with Bad Boy Records. Let me see who she got on her docket, though. So on Joy's case, she's suing Diddy. Bad Boy Entertainment and Bad Boy Records and um, Combs Enterprise LLC. So she just saw him in any business that he owns. Um, Liza and her friend, they're suing MCA because it's 1990. So they were still underneath um, MCA. I don't know why Liza didn't put her case in that category, you know, add MCA to it because at the time he was totally still working for MCA Records. I mean, well, Uptown Records, which was underneath MCA Records. So that's that. But um, yeah. So yeah, I've been in here just because I have to read these cases, and um, you know, I go through. I, you know, I'm I'm reading these cases, and I, I like I said, I don't like to bring anything that is not related to this. I, the extras, all that. He's smashing and all that. He probably is. Cassie said he is. He probably is. Okay, fine. I just want to talk about the facts of what what they're saying he actually did. I talked about the facts of what Cassie said he did. I talked about, and if he had that behavior with Cassie, why wouldn't I assume that it started way way before Cassie? Gene Dilda said he used to beat Misa. Gene Dilda and uh, uh, Mark Curry that said he used to do that. He used to beat Kim Porter. She done stabbed him with a corkscrew because he was beating her. She was trying to get him off of her. Um, but he said they, they was planning. Um, that's how he explained the situation that happened to his own. So why wouldn't I believe this? I haven't seen anything that states otherwise. But again, again, doing these cases has turned me into a sleep, honey. I'm taking y'all down a rabbit hole with me. But yeah, so it is what it is. Um, so I just wanted to cover all of those bases and why I feel like how I feel. We've gone through so far three cases and all three cases give me the same behavior, repetitive behavior. And all three cases have detailed information on it. I don't know about this last one yet. I haven't gotten to the last one with the um, the, the, the minor, but Cassie, Joy, and Liza... I'm just saying. So I wouldn't be surprised and if, in Joy's case, Devante is called along with other witnesses. I wouldn't be surprised that if, in Liza's case, that the whole group of Jodeci are called as witnesses as well, because they were the first that they came to see from North Carolina. Okay? Um, so that's that. So I gotta get to my love. <laughs> I gotta get to my love. I gotta get to my love. Um, man, it's just a, b- a bit much. So I'm gonna get my love and then I'm gonna um, play something real quick and then I'm gonna come right back. All right. But let me do my love real quick. Okay. Oh, Ooh, take that. The take that puzzle. That's what I'm gonna call this. This is the take that pet puzzle. And as we go along, the puzzles pieces fit. And if the, they fit, you cannot acquit. This is not OJ. But listen, check this out. I want to get up, 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 up before I do that. I got to get this off the screen because it always blocks all my love and I don't like it. So these are my love notes. They're called love notes because Doc and I used to be going back and forth. He called them show notes. I'm like, no, it's love. And then we came to the compromise of calling it love notes. I don't I, I don't compromise on a lot because I only do what makes sense to me. But that was one of them things. All right, I compromise and we compromise. So. It's all love. Thank you for all of the love. Shout out to my top six, the United States, the United Kingdom, India, France, Canada, and Belgium. 
thank you specifically Brussels and for France, specifically Paris. Thank you for all of the love. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Um, Russia, Indonesia, Japan, New Zealand, Australia, Turkey, Switzerland, Germany, Mexico, Austria, um, Philippines, and Kenya. Hi, babies. I love you so much. Thank you. Pakistan, Romania, South Africa, Nigeria, Brazil, Netherlands, Singapore, Spain, Japan, Ireland, Nepal. I love you all. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Maradis, Israel, Hong Kong, China, Poland, Tunisia, Venezuela, um, the Czech Republic, Portugal, and Morocco. Hi, honeys. I love you. Thank you so much. Um, and last but not least, Ghana. Hi, babies. Thank you for the love. I appreciate you guys too, man. Thanks for the love. To all of those that come back um, and, you know, come back and listen to the show again, thank you. Um, I'm glad that you find the show interesting. And I love you so much. Thank you for the love. Shout out to anybody who's watched on Facebook or Twitch or YouTube as well. Unless you uh, hit the like button or whatever or drop a comment, I can't show you love properly the way I would like to. So um, hit, the, hit the like button or drop a comment so I can show you love. Big shout out to Rock. Thank you for the love, baby. I appreciate you. Um, I got to play something real quick. I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, if you would like your music played on our radio station, know that you will you do receive roy- your royalties from being played on my station. We have a license. Um, and we're licensed across the board, no matter who your publishing company is. Um, and you get exposure, people listen. So go over there. Let me hit me up. Let me put this on the screen. I'm about to say these things anyway, because it makes perfect time. It's perfect timing for me to say these things. It is. Perfect time. Um, join the conversation. Drop a comment. The number, um, uh, text, caller, text. The number is 443-850-4828. 443-850-4828. Um, you can ask me to drop the link, and I might, if you're on your best behavior. But you got to ask me first, because that just saves me from the drama. Um, if, by chance, you want to submit some music for to be played on our radio station, it's contact at ambitiouslyent.com. Contact at ambitiouslyent.com. Um, know that if I play music videos or if I, I play the music on my radio station, well, I don't need your permission, but I like permission. I'm not on the radio station anyway. On here, I get permission first, but on the radio station, not so much. I don't really need permission over there. Um, you'll get your royalties from it. So it doesn't really matter. Now that's it. So I'll play what I want. Um, but I have permission if I played it. So it is what it is. Remember to like, share, and subscribe to this this podcast. And um, we need all of that love. I told y'all that already. Check out our website, www.ambitiouslyent.com, www.ambitiouslyent.com and join our coffee community. If you want to see these documents, if you want the full documents, and I got full documents, you'll join our coffee community coffee.com slash ambitiously ENT. Anything that has, just type in ambitiously ENT and Google will show you where to go for all of that good stuff. Big shout out to our DJ. He said he's working on the mix as we speak. So, um, and I'll have it by tomorrow. Um, so yeah, um, but big shout out to our DJ. Um, Rukezi, his information is on the screen right now. Big shout out to him. Big, big love to Rukezi. He always hold us down. I'm more than certain that this mix is going to be some heat because it's for Friday, Fire Friday, and we only bring heat on Fire Fridays. Um, if you would like to donate to the show, dollar sign, capital L-U-R-L-U-C-I-D-I-T-Y is the one with the logo, not the one with, that ends in one. That's not me. I don't know who that is. They're trying to get my money off. Um, and remember to let us know how y'all feel about these mixes. They are, um, it's very important to us to know how you feel about it. And you know, you know, if we could do something different, um, you know, it's, it's important. We, we like feedback. So that's that. <laughs> okay. That's that. Um, also, hold on. Let me get us right. Let me get us right real quick. Boo boo. Let me get us right real quick. Boo boo. 
I and also make sure that you tune in. Hold on. Oh no, I got that up here. Hold on, baby. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Make sure that you tune in on February the fourth for our next segment of Smoke Break, where we sit down. Hold on, let me put this back on. Where we sit down with um authentic John Doe. 9.30 as usual. We're going to sit down and we're going to have some conversation. Some good conversation. Can't wait to get to know him and what he's about and all of that good stuff. Musically, business-wise, um, you know, all that good stuff. So we will be sitting down with him on that date and make sure you tune in. sense of why Doja Cat ain't the way she act. I talk about that on media in my day. But anyway, because <laughs> we want to get a beat, but I just got some information about Doja. And so, and it makes perfect sense. Anyway, so, um, yeah, make sure you tune into the radio station as well. I'm telling you, all you got to do is, let me put this back on the screen. All you have to do is, if you would like to tune into the radio station, if you would like to listen to the podcast, um, if you would like to watch the podcast, all you have to do, all you have to do, and I actually think I'm going to um, put a YouTube, um, a YouTube page on the website specifically just for the YouTube because we don't know what we're going to do over there, but whatever. Um, but you can all check all of that out at www.ambitiouslyent.com. Okay? Um, check all that out over there. <laughs> Keeping a buck, baby. Check all of that out over there. And since my partner in crime is not here, I'm gonna put this on the screen. Um, because he usually does it, but I'm gonna do it today. Um, so yeah, that's that. Two things I gotta say. I say these things at the end of every podcast. Let me take that off. At the end of every podcast, um, because they need to be said. First things first. Hold on, baby. Let me get my mind right. First things first, mind your business. Everybody's business is not your business, except on Media Mondays, where I tell you everybody's business. Sometimes I tell you people's business on um <laughs> on the tap in. <laughs> Sometimes I'm definitely telling people's business on Wet and Wild Wednesdays. But other than that, mind your business. It's the safest way to live out here. Um, it's just minding your business. It's easier that way. Minding your business, that is. Um, yeah, mind your business, but make sure you t- tune up for Media Mondays, the tapping on Tuesdays, and Wet and White Wednesdays on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do that. And also, um, we will be doing a Thorough Thursday this week, so tune in for Thorough Thursdays. I got new videos. I'm ready to play them. Let's go. Um, <laughs> new videos. Girl is pumped. Let's, let's do that. Um, uh, Love your babies, hug your babies, encourage your babies, and make sure you tell your babies that they are the GOAT. Oh, I don't even like how I wrote that up there, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hold on, let me correct that. That ain't right. Oh, I'm so blind. Hold on, let's get this right. I don't like it. It gotta be on here to correct that. Okay. Bow. 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 All right. Now I'm comfortable. <laughs> but, um... I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist. I just like like things a certain kind of way. It might be OCD, not perfectionist stuff. But make sure you tell your babies that they are the goat, the greatest of all times. They need your encouragement. They need you to love on them and, and just tell them they're awesome. And they'll be all right out here. You know what I mean? They need that encouragement. If they want to work for NASA, then tell them to be the best astronaut, engineer, receptionist, janitor, freaking secretary or whatever the heck else they do over there at NASA is space and I love space. I like looking at the sky. So yeah. Let them do that. But tell them to be the best at it. If they want to work for NASCAR, then tell them to be the best pit boss, um, NASCAR driver or commentator or whatever the hell else they do over there at NASCAR. I don't know. I've never worked there either, but they drive fast. That's what I do now. Um but just tell them that they are great. They're awesome and they need that encouragement. And they'll be 
everything you need them to be. Um, you won't have to worry about them too much because they know you got their back and, and they're going to do what they're supposed to do. That's that. Um, but encourage the babies and make sure you tell them that they had to go. <sighs> stay in your lane. Let me tell you why I'm going to need you to stay in your lane because you jump in my lane, you get her all day, every day. I try to warn people. It's like I warn people, but they don't pay attention to what I be trying to tell them. And I'm telling you with a reason, on purpose, for a reason, so that we don't have to go through these type of things. But y'all want to do what y'all want to do anyway, because you jump in my lane, you get her. All day. All day. Like, I don't have no problems bringing the girl out. No problems bringing the girl out, but I don't like to. I like her to stay, sleep where she at, not bothering nobody, all that good stuff. So don't, don't bring her out. You don't want her. You want her. She's nice, sweet, kind, and cuddly and all that good stuff. You want her. Or at least her. Hey, you big purr. Because if cat is purring, cat is a happy, 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 happy girl. Uh, so yeah, that's that. You know what I mean? That's what it is. That. You know what I mean? You want hey, you big purr. You want me to purr. You don't want me to be all vicious and stuff. Or at least you want me to give you a little meow. But you don't, you don't want the first one at all. And what usually happens when you jump into somebody's lane is a collision. And who's, who the fuck needs that? Nobody. So just stay in your lane. It's easier that way. Just stay in your lane. That's it. Stay in your lane. Don't jump in mine. Um, and last but not least, every battle is not a battle to be fought. Some battles you got to be like, all right, you got this. You got this. Have it. Have it. Have it. Have it. Have it. I'm not getting ready to do that with you. I'm not getting ready to do that with you. Plus, I ain't about to argue with you. You big man. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. And Mob Deep tell y'all all the time, there is a war going on outside and that no man is safe from it. So, in my interpretation, that means don't worry about the bullshit battles. Worry about the big-ass war we gotta fight. How about that? I'm just saying. How about that? That's it. That's all. <laughs> I think I said everything I needed to say. Um, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go be a mom. Because that's really my, my number one job. But I will be back here tomorrow night at 9.30 for a tap-in. So we can watch some of these new videos together. Um, and get to know some of the artists that we, you know, sit down and talk to. You know, you you, you hear from them. You, you, they sit down and interviews. You might as well hear their, um, their music as well. So we're going to do that. We're going to do the interviews and we're going to let you hear their music. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, with that being said, I got to get out of here, y'all. Bye. I love y'all. Be safe out here. Stay out of trouble. Mind your business like I told y'all. Encourage your babies. Stay in your lane. And don't worry about the bullshit-ass battles. Worry about the war. I love y'all. Good night. Stay safe. Bye, hip-hop pippy. Out. Bye. Oh, oh, yeah.